name's Neil Weintraub, and I was born in New York City. Ended up graduating from Scarsdale High School, uh, north of the city. Went to a little college in Iowa. Somehow, remarkably graduated in 1986. <laughs> a lot of people bet against that. And I'm now currently living in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I work as an archaeologist for the Kaibab National Forest in Williams, Arizona. It's after graduation, and you're pulling out of Grinnell. Everything's all packed. Who's with you, and what are a couple things you had in the car with you? <laughs> yeah, so I uh, got my duffel bag that I had for college, threw enough clothes for the summer, <laughs> and I hopped in the car with Kathy Camp and her daughter April, who was two years old at the time, and we headed on our venture towards Flagstaff, Arizona. Mm. Kathy was heading there for uh, the second Grinnell Archaeological Field School with her husband, John Whitaker and they were getting ready to lead the second field school and I was the one student that had not had field methods and was excited to spend a summer <laughs> anywhere away from New York. <laughs> <laughs> when you first got out to a landscape like this and you're creating a relationship with it as an archaeologist, what were some of the challenges in kind of changing your expectation of what the physical world around you can be? Well, I think after four years in Iowa, with a very beautiful landscape in its own way. A little bit of a middleman. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was at Grinnell, I did not have a car. I basically relied on if I was going to get out of Grinnell, which was very rare. It was essentially when we played our baseball games. Yeah. It was about the only uh, trips I took outside of Grinnell, Iowa. So that was my landscape for four years. And then as we headed west for about... 12 hours, not much changed as we went through Nebraska, but yeah. then uh, getting out to the Rockies and starting to see the drastic changes, and then, of course, making it into the Southwest on our second day of travels. Yeah. It was uh, a whole new world, really. Do you remember what was most exciting about it to you? Well, I remember uh, when we uh, came through the first time we stopped at Petrified Forest National Monument, which is in eastern Arizona. Mm -hmm. And from nearly 160 miles away, you could see the San Francisco peaks. And Kathy and John kept saying, that's where we're going. <laughs> and it only took another few hours, but uh, here was this massive volcano rising out of the landscape. Yeah. And uh, it was covered in snow in early June. That immediately uh, is what caught my attention. So in your time out here doing the work you do, as you're digging both proverbially and physically, <laughs> how do you imagine your relationship to the things that you find? Well, yeah, that's that's a good good question. Uh, every day, it's it's a new day, and there are new discoveries almost all the time, and they're entirely different. And we we mostly survey the landscape. We're just trying to ensure that the Forest Service does not affect the cultural landscape that we have on, on the Kaibab National Forest. We surround the Grand Canyon, so it's a pretty spectacular landscape to work in. I'm, I'm very lucky to be working there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's being able to really uh, touch the past and try to tell the story of what happened to people that don't speak for themselves anymore. You know, that's probably my favorite part of the job is trying to use my imagination to figure out what some of these artifacts and, and different types of historic sites mean. So you mentioned that you didn't have a formal experience doing archaeology during your time at Grinnell. Do you think that that same idea that you're talking about of helping 
voices that maybe ha- wouldn't be heard and putting them together. Was there anything that you did at Grinnell that was kind of with that same ethos, whether it was in anthropology or other things you did? Yeah, you know, it's an entirely new culture out here in the Southwest uh, than I was used to growing up with. When I left New York, and I basically knew New York, I had never really <laughs> traveled much outside of our little environs there. I mean, it wasn't until after I left Grinnell that I actually saw Philadelphia and Boston. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it took it's, the it's long a, way. Well, yeah. it's a funny. Yeah. It's it's funny to think about because here in Flagstaff. We're four hours uh, from Tucson and five hours from Albuquerque. All the major cities were much closer than that. And, uh, you know, it seems like we're making those trips all the time to those cities out here. And space is a, <laughs> really a, a, has different meaning uh, in, in the Southwest. At any rate, I think getting from New York to Grinnell was a pretty big change. Mm. Suddenly you were, you know, surrounded by a lot of uh, the Midwestern values uh, that were far different than, say, the New York City values. Mm -hmm. I think that was a big cultural change, but one that uh, I very much embraced. And uh, I really enjoyed seeing all those different mixings of different cultural values. Uh, And, I mean, I started at Grinnell as a math major. And (laughs) it wasn't until later in my career that I ended up taking some anthropology classes and really, really enjoying sort of understanding uh, the different, you know, reading about different cultures and and I think that's what really helped uh, me when I got out here and and just fell in love with the landscape and the diversity of the cultures that we have here in Flagstaff. So when you go back to that environs, that original one. <laughs> the original one. Do you still have family there? Do you still go back and visit? Oh yeah. Yeah, my father lives still lives in Manhattan. The rest of my family is made the move out west though my <laughs> sister's in california my mother's been there she's retiring to flagstaff so so when you go back and visit do you kind of keep on your archaeologist anthropologist hat in examining that oh well absolutely yeah. you know it, one of my favorite activities is people watching and uh, there's no better place in the world to do that than <laughs> new york city i love taking the trains now i i, I actually decided to stay in Brooklyn on our last visit. The only time I'd ever stepped foot in Brooklyn was in the New York City Marathon six times. Uh, you ran so, it? Yeah, that's one of my sort of pilgrimages <laughs> is to go back and uh, see my dad and, and run the New York City Marathon. But <laughs> I literally, I had aside from growing up in Queens for a little while, uh, Brooklyn was sort of not on the on the stand. And Brooklyn's a great yeah. upcoming place to hang out. and. Yeah, if you haven't heard about it, guys, people like Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So at any rate, now you have the great water taxis that go up and down the East River. And, you know, it's it's neat to see the changes that have happened in the city. How about changes here in your time here? Well, the Flagstaff, of course, is one of the very fast-growing cities in the Southwest. Mm. Uh, Most people hear about Vegas and Henderson, Nevada, which is outside Vegas, is the fastest-growing. Since I've been here, since... uh, Graduating in 86, the town has more than doubled. It went, it's gone from 30,000 to wow. 67,000. Uh, a lot of challenges with that here in the dry climate and the drought. How does that impact the work you do? I well, mean, the, so the, the work that we, uh, the forest actually uh, is currently part of what's called the Four Forest Restoration Initiative, which is one of the greatest landscape restoration projects the Forest Service has ever taken on. They're going to be treating 300,000 acres across the four forests, the Apache, wow. Sick Reeves, Tano, 
Coconino, where, where we are right now, mm-hmm. and the forest I work on, the Kaibab. And the goal of that is to make the forest healthier and reduce the volume of the trees that have been filled since we started suppressing fires a long time yeah. ago. And so uh, hopefully with that type of restoration, we're going to see water tables come back a little bit higher and uh, make the landscape more sustainable. Mm-hmm.